Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, May 10th. Next stop, Jerusalem, again. Today's scripture reading, Galatians 2, verses 1 and 2 from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, Track forward another 14 years, and once again, I'm journeying up to Jerusalem, this time taking along Barnaba and Titos, going up this time not merely to swap stories, but by divine appointment, to lay out before them the proclamation, the good news, which I publicly proclaim among all ethnicities in private first, to the esteemed pillars of the community, so that this long ministry marathon of my life, past and present, wouldn't end up being for nothing. This is God's Word. Page two of Paul's letter to the Galatians picks up with Paul's story with, without missing a beat. Well, actually, I suppose there are a few beats missing, 14 years of beats to be exact. This is actually one of the big interpretive challenges in Galatians, figuring out how all of this chronology and narrative Paul writes here syncs with what Luke writes in his narrative in Acts. Is this trip to Jerusalem the one Luke writes about in Acts 15? Or is it maybe the one he mentions in Acts 11? Or is it another occasion entirely? Because the details don't all quite match up. And if we are anything, we are people who like to match things up. Once again, you're welcome to do the research and write a dissertation on this. But for our purposes here, I'm running with the assumption that Acts 15 and Galatians 2 are essentially parallel since they are both explicitly dealing with the same issue and debate, specifically requiring non-Jewish believers to have a surgical procedure on their most private area in order to fully and truly qualify for membership in the Jesus Club namely requiring circumcision. In other words, removal of the foreskin from the male appendage as per ancient prescription in Genesis 17. So this was a requirement affecting only males, though I'm sure if pressed on the matter, those making the requirement for males could come up with something to cut off females too. Once you start cutting, it's really hard to stop. Which is why Paul puts up such a stubborn stink over the issue. This isn't about one little cut in the removal of one little piece of flesh, and then we can all be one big happy and united family. It was the death of freedom by a thousand little cuts that followed. As he will state flat out on page 5 of this letter to the Galatians, if you let yourselves be circumcised, you're under obligation to comply with the whole law, the entire religious system that cut introduces. So Paul rather stubbornly put his foot down, and as Luke so delightfully puts it, had no little debate with them. And there's our initial takeaway. Some things are worth fighting for and about. And the second takeaway, like unto it, sometimes compromise is not a virtue. Sometimes to claim the middle ground as the high ground yields the entire game and forfeits the match. Sometimes the radical middle isn't very radical. Sometimes it's yielding to two masters at the same time 
and therefore serving neither well. So let's get on to the homework, shall we? Read Acts 15, verses 1 through 21 from the translation of your choice. Then reread Galatians 2, 1 through 10. And see what you see in and between these two accounts. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you think is worth fighting for? When does compromise cease being a humble virtue that preserves peace and unity and become a vice that undermines both, replacing them with a surface conformity? How do we know when to stand and when to stand down? What other questions and issues do you see raised in Galatians 2 and Acts 15? Lord, teach me when to fight and not flinch. Teach me where and when and how and, most importantly, why. And when I do, ever whisper Jacob's counsel in my ear. Lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear, through your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.